This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Jagmeet Singh has become the first non-Caucasian leader of a federal political party by securing a first ballot victory in the NDP leadership race. He beat his three rivals with 53% of the vote to succeed Tom Mulcair. He's 38, same age as conservative leader Andrew Scheer, and a few years younger than Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, which means there's been generational change in Ottawa, with no baby boomers in those jobs and three parties headed by Gen Xers. What does this mean for us? There are also obviously a lot of other interesting firsts and interesting ramifications of Mr. Singh's victory. He's an exciting candidate. Uh, We'd like to hear what you think. The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And I am here with political commentator Mike Van Solen, who is a principal at Navigator Limited. Hi, Mike. Welcome. Hi, Libby. Great to be here. Thanks for joining us. Well, uh, what do you think? First of all, were you surprised that he wrapped it up so fast on the first ballot? I, um, I was a little bit surprised. Uh, I, I, I thought he was going to win. He was clearly the most exciting candidate on offer for the NDP. Uh, Perhaps the only exciting candidate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, it wasn't sure. I, he felt like the, he was running an outsider campaign, and, and you never know how those will will play out. I'm uh, I'm not familiar with you know as familiar with the inner workings of the NDP, uh, but he uh, was victorious, uh, and in one ballot, uh, I think for uh, for the theater of it all, they probably would have liked that to go a little bit longer. But what it showed is the NDP voters were pretty united in thinking that this was their guy, and uh, and he was the right person to lead them into the next election. So uh, it'll be exciting, and I think the Liberals are, you know, are uh, certainly taking note of uh, of Mr. Singh and uh, and what he's going to mean for the NDP party. Well, I think exciting is the key word here, and and I guess uh, members of the NDP know they have to do something. And uh, like Mr. Trudeau, he's he's good to look at. He's really fashionable. He wears these, you know, matching colored turbans. Yeah. And uh, he's a young guy. Yeah, he's all over Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, he uh, he presents well. I mean, there's a lot of parallels here. It probably can be overdone, but at the same time, it's clear there's a lot of parallels to Mr. Trudeau. He wasn't really deep in policy. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't. Uh, he didn't come across as, as as a policy person first. He came across as a showman first, uh, and he presents uh, a message of positivity. I. Th- you know, I disagree that uh, I don't feel the Liberals and Justin have been able to deliver on the sunny ways policy promises they've made to Canadians. 
But I do think that positive messaging works, and I see uh, Jugmeat uh, doing that as well. I think there will be an appetite for that uh, among Canadians for somebody who brings a message of positivity. Um, and certainly he's – to the extent we understand where he is with respect to policy – it's very progressive, uh, you know, I would say left wing, uh, but the uh, the pieces he's laid out is very much a progressive agenda. And I think uh, you could see how that would would cut into the base that the liberals themselves have tried to uh, uh, build with uh, with uh, Mr. Trudeau's platform. It, what do you make of the fact that he's the first non-Caucasian leader of a of a political party? Is is that like are we are we past that where that's not a big deal or is it a big deal? I mean, it, it is a milestone of sorts. Yeah, I think it's a big deal. It's uh, noteworthy. Uh, it uh, at the I think at the end of the day, uh, it will be about his policies and what he brings forward to Canadians and whether his ideas are exciting. But I think uh, it would be odd not to uh, note that the, this is the first time it's happened. Uh, it's it's an accomplishment. Uh, you know, we've, of course, had, we've crossed, uh, we've had a woman leader before, but this first time having a visible minority as a leader. Uh, he seems exciting, uh, and I think uh, it's reflected, of course, this country as we become, uh, so many more visible minorities make up the population here. Maybe it was an inevitable, but it was uh, the NDP of, deserves credit for uh, having crossed that uh, path first. And and having crossed that path with where it could possibly be an obstacle, because, of course, the NDP had huge success in Quebec under Jack right. Layton. Uh, they need some seats there, and wearing a religious head covering is a big issue in Quebec. You know, they've, they've wanted to outlaw it. And according to a recent poll, only 36% of Quebecers say they would vote for someone who wears a religious head covering. Yeah, this is uh, – I, I struggle to understand uh, the, some of the politics in Quebec, and this is one of those issues that I struggle yeah, and with. By the way, great big crosses in public places are not religious <laughs> symbols in Quebec. Yeah, I know. Well, there's just one of the many reasons why it, it's difficult, I find, to get my head around uh, sort of what the thinking is there. But clearly they struggle with religious symbols, and uh, there's a bunch of factors that go into it. Uh, it's interesting to see – and that's not just a uh, on the right spectrum – uh, perspective. There, there's also many people on the sort of left uh, spectrum politically. I think, I in think it's Quebec. mostly on the left. Well, that would that yeah. that that would and so-called progressive and and independentist. Uh, I think it's it's mostly there. So, in light of that, uh, do you, was it a, a courageous decision by the NDP? It is. Well, I mean, uh, I think uh, Mr. Singh was also able to use his power base here in Brampton and, and beyond in this province. So it was important to uh, seeing him uh, achieve the victory that he did. They're going to have to figure this out. They're going to have to figure out what, uh, how he will do in the Quebec market. Uh, I understand his French is really good. So uh, language is not going to be an obstacle for him. But uh sorting out that progressive politics and those that view of religious symbols and when he so clearly uh represents one side of that of that equation will be uh, i suppose a challenge for for the NDP and the NDP and the liberals it's also noteworthy because the liberals are are counting on some vote gains in the next election in Quebec and they've counted the NDP for dead uh in that province so it will be interesting to see if against 
a lot of odds he can turn sort of the fate of that party around in the province. I think we'll have to watch and see how it uh, see how it plays out to understand if the if the NDP made a, a right decision vis-a-vis Quebec. Uh, I'd like to tackle this issue of generational change. So no more baby boomers at the helm of political parties. Of course, we here are, this is Zoomerland, Zoomer Central. And uh, when it comes to actually voting, you know, um, Zoomers, older people vote um, more than younger people by, by a huge margin. So what does that mean, the the fact that they're all, I mean, as you pointed out, Justin Trudeau is now the old guy. Yeah, he's the old guy of the three leaders, which is uh, funny to see and uh, how quickly it, it changes. Uh, look, I think uh, I think that constituency of baby boomers are still going to have their voice uh, heard for the reasons you talked about. They they go out and vote. And, and when you're trying to uh, win office, it's really important. And so you, you spend time talking to people who you know uh, can tr- will, will take the, the step of going down to the ballot box and putting an X beside a name. So I think they'll still be very important. They, what they won't be represented by is someone of their own generation in, the, in a leadership position in one of the three parties. But this is how, uh, you know, this is how uh, the world turns. And uh, Well, you, you, you appear to be a Gen Xer, too. That's so. it. Yeah, I'm right in that. I'm in that uh, wheelhouse as well. So um, I, th- I think going younger, uh, positive. Uh, all parties work to do that. Uh, the Conservatives got a, a young leader. I mean, the Liberals had a lot of success, but Justin Trudeau, uh, a young leader, and odd to think of him as, as old in any way today. Um, and I, th- I, I imagine baby boomers will look at all three leaders and, and, and listen to what they have to say and, and find messages uh, from them that resonate or, or, or make a judgment as to whose messages uh, resonate the most. Okay. Uh, anything that you want to leave us with on this? I, I'm just fascinated to see what progressives will think about going into the next election. Will they feel that... Uh, Justin Trudeau overpromised. Uh, he, he his agenda was very left, uh, but he hasn't delivered on electoral reform. Uh, you know, if you wanted somebody to stand against pipelines, he he didn't do that. Uh, you know, he's allowed the the one Trans Mountain one to go forward. Um, whether he's done enough on the Indigenous file for all the promises that he's made. And I will be interested to see if there becomes a real race for that progressive vote uh, in Canada uh, with with Jugmeet now in in this role, and and how real that will be, and uh, whether the uh, conservatives can up come up through the middle of that. Well, as con- yeah, and as conservatives, seeing seeing a, a competitive battle on the, on the left uh, is is usually important to their path to victory. So, uh. okay, Mike Van Solen, thanks so much for that. Great, Libby. Great to be here. Okay, great to see you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.